This is an ABC podcast. Hello, this is Coronacast, a daily podcast all about the coronavirus. I'm health reporter Tegan Taylor. I'm physician and journalist Dr Norman Swan. It's Wednesday the 17th of March 2021. And Norman, this story about blood clots just won't quit. So we keep hearing that AstraZeneca is, well, um, all of the Australian authorities and many, many authorities overseas say that it's it's probably not linked. But we've seen countries in Europe pulling the vaccine off the shelves just for a moment, just to see whether there's a link between the vaccine and people having dangerous blood clots. And so why are we still talking about this? Why don't we have a clear answer yet as to whether they're dangerous or not? Well, let's just take a a helicopter view here. One is you could say, well, are the European countries panicking and jumping the gun? And in fact, on last night, 7.30, John Skerritt from the TGA kind of implied that he thought that they were. Having said that, they're you know the good scientists overseas, and they they may be jumping the gun in terms of public opinion, or they may have a reason. And there probably is a theoretical reason. I was just wondering yesterday, in fact, what could be the reason that they're jumping the gun, and you've got more and more countries coming on stream. And I think one of the reasons it's impossible to know exactly, but I suspect that one of the reasons is it's not entirely typical what's happening. And I just need to do a little bit of physiology, biology here. So how blood clots is that you, it's a very complicated cascade of chemicals, but one of the essential things for a blood clot are little cells in the blood called platelets. And when the blood needs to clot, the platelets clump together, stick together, and they start the process of a blood clot. And red blood cells and chemicals all get together and cause a blood clot. And sometimes that blood clot moves off into another part of the body like the lungs and that can be fatal. So you've got to have platelets for a blood clot. Now, there have been reports in Europe of people with low blood platelets, it's called thrombocytopenia, low blood platelets associated with blood clots. You think, well, how can that be? Well, let me just move to the side slightly. There have been reports in the United States of Pfizer and Moderna vaccines causing low platelets. In fact, One doctor died in Florida of a catastrophically low blood platelet count, and that was due to hemorrhage because there weren't platelets to cause blood clots. Is this someone who's had the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine? Yeah, so there's been a report of 20 people, maybe more now, who within a period of two weeks of having the vaccine, sometimes within one or two days, have developed low blood platelets. Most of them have got better by themselves or with treatment for low blood platelets. So the question is, was that cause and effect with Pfizer and Moderna? They still don't know. It's still very rare and rarer than the natural incidence of this condition, which is called idiopathic thrombocytopenic purpura, ITP. Now, ITP is caused by antibodies to platelets, or certainly one of the causes. So it's, it's an immune phenomenon. So the question is, could the vaccines have produced antibodies against the players? This is incredibly, incredibly rare, I have to say, if indeed it's cause and effect at all. So there is that signal there that maybe Pfizer and Moderna, the mRNA vaccines, can induce this. And there have been reports of other vaccines, maybe influenza vaccine and others, in rare circumstances, also producing low platelet counts. So here you've got, in the situation in Europe, people with low platelet counts with blood clots. So what's going on there? So in rare situations, again, we are not saying on Coronacast this is cause and effect, but there is a biological possibility here that if you get ITP, idiopathic thrombocytopenic purpura, with these antibodies to the platelets, the antibodies can make the platelets more sticky. 
So paradoxically, even though you've not got a lot of platelets around, they can be more likely to cause blood clots. It's very rare and unusual, but it's a possibility. And the other possibility is, which could go along with it, is that when you've got a lot of blood clotting, your platelet count can go down. In fact, that's quite common as a secondary phenomenon to blood clots because they've, they've consumed the platelets and therefore there aren't many platelets around. So you don't, have a, you don't have a limitless supply of platelets. It takes a while for them to be replenished. So here's the situation where they're thinking, well, theoretically, you've got the Pfizer-Moderna story with low platelets. And now theoretically, maybe the vaccine's inducing antibodies to the platelets, which are making them more sticky and causing blood clots. So it's not as if there's no what they call biological plausibility. There is biological plausibility. It's remote and rare, but I suspect it's what's spooking them a little bit. Now, there were no indications of clots in the AstraZeneca vaccine trials. So on a randomized basis, there, were no, there was no increased risk of clots, I should say. And there'd be no increased risk of clots against background in the British database, which is about 11 million doses of vaccines when we last looked. So there's lots of evidence around that this is not occurring at a higher than average rate. Within that, it's still possible that you've got a very small and rare problem with some people where you get clotting associated with low platelets. But that's not at all clear yet. And the best money here is that this is going to be yet another coincidence and nothing to do with the vaccine at all. But in the cause of transparency and trust and everything else, it's not an impossible or mad idea, and therefore it has to be run to ground. And by Thursday European time, we should have some answers. So it could be a super, super rare side effect. It could be not nothing because it's happening in people, but it could have nothing to do with the vaccine. And we, But we've got the peak, the, basically the European equivalent of the Therapeutic Goods Administration in Europe saying it's not a problem, but then you've got these individual countries jumping on it. Are they overreacting or is everyone else underreacting? Well, let's be clear. Norway has said that they don't think it's cause and effect. The World Health Organization says it's not cause and effect. The Australians say that and the British say that. The European Medicines Agency says that's what they think it is and they're gathering together expert opinion and they'll make a determination on Thursday their time. They're having a meeting Thursday their time and they'll come out with that. So, this is going to happen again and again over the next few months. There's an amazing focus. It's, it's a historically unprecedented focus on the rollout of these vaccines. And we're going to hear stories like this. People died after they had the vaccine. Well, people die, and it's not necessarily related to the vaccine at all. It's just a co co complete coincidence. People have heart attacks. And some people will have heart attacks two or three days after the vaccine. And it's going to be a coincidence unless it's an enormous number of people with heart attacks or very, very unusual and a rare situation, which is what they're thinking about here is maybe this is just a very rare, unusual situation, even though it's below the radar in terms of the background incidence, because the background incidence of clots is very high, 8% of people will have a clot to some degree of dangerousness in their lives. That's a lot of people. Well, it's this is certainly something that our audience members are watching really closely and we've get, been getting a lot of questions about. Uh, here are just a couple. Lois says, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I have been anxiously awaiting my COVID vaccine. However, with the blood clot issues in AstraZeneca, I'm very concerned. I don't trust our government. Are we researching enough? Norman? Um, it's in nobody's interest to hide this stuff because if something's going on, it will come out in the end and nobody will be helped. 
And it's not in the company's interest either because uh, they've got huge reputational risk. So for in, in order for the vaccination program to be successful, there's got to be trust and transparency. And just got to see what the Europeans come up with and what their conclusions are. The balance of evidence of the, at the moment is that this is not statistically linked to the vaccine, even though there's a time course here. But it doesn't mean that there couldn't be a problem underneath. And let's hope the Europeans have delved into enough to know. And it may need some laboratory research as well. The interesting thing is that from the American study of the 20 cases of Pfizer, there wasn't really a strong risk factor for people to predict whether or not people were actually going to get a problem with low platelets, if indeed it was related to the vaccine. So there's lots of people around with low platelet counts. Most of the people who would be worried about these vaccines are at more at risk of COVID-19. If you get blood clots, you're at more at risk of dying of COVID-19. Um, we've said that for a year now on, on CoronaCast because uh, COVID-19 causes serious blood clots. Paradoxically, you need the vaccine if you're at risk of blood, of blood clots. So this has got to be sorted out and sorted out pretty, pretty carefully over the next few days. And just on risk factors, uh, Keith, Dr. Keith is saying, using UK figures, we've got 37 cases of ill health involving blood clots among 11 million people vaccinated, which is 3.3 cases per million. And, Ke and Dr. Keith says, in one week in the UK, 2,914 people died from COVID-19, which is 43.7 deaths per million of the population, so much higher among those who had the disease. I'll take my chances with the vaccine. Yeah. I think the 37 cases of clots are actually the European figures in five or six million doses of the vaccine. But it still plays out exactly the way Dr. Keith says. So, Norman, you said that you can see a possible reason why this could happen. But the TGA said in a statement yesterday, it does not have any evidence of a biologically plausible relationship that could suggest a cause and effect relationship between vaccination and blood clots. Yes, and that's what John Skerritt uh, told 7.30 last night from our story last night. Well, that's why we did the story last night and that's why we're talking about it here. There is a plausible link. It's not a strong link. It's theoretical, but it's not, it's, it's not that there's no possible biological route. Um, and I have an article here which I could put up on the website from uh, an immunologist in uh, Queensland showing how with idiopathic thrombocytopenic purpura you can actually get increased clotting. That's where it kind of blocked out thin air. It's what happens in ITP in rare circumstances. So there is a possible link there, but the statistics are overwhelmingly against it. Should Australia be suspending AstraZeneca? No, I don't think so. I just don't think that that it's strong enough. And if somebody offers me an Astra vaccine tomorrow, um, if anybody's listening, you can throw a needle my way, I will have it. <laughs> and sorry, and my point here is, let's imagine it's real for, for a moment. Even if this is real, at the current figures, Dr. Keith is right with his question earlier, the risk of actually having COVID-19 is vastly higher and I'll take those odds, thank you very much, even if it's real, which is unlikely to be. Well, that's all we've got time for on Coronacast today. Keep your questions and comments coming through abc.net.au slash coronacast. And we'll see you tomorrow. See you then.